This morning, uh, we promised a short service so that everyone can get to their other festivities, and so today we will have a very short message. Um, But my title this morning, since Tyler talked about joyful expectation last week, today we have more, more joyful expectation. (laughs) Um, And so we made that our theme this year at Modesto Foursquare for Christmas, joyful expectation. Um, But when I think about that word, expectation, I wonder what comes with it, right? We have the dictionary definitions of words, and then we have these connotations or these ways that they, that words might feel to us. And so I wonder if the word expectation, does it bring about excitement? Does it bring about dread? Does expectation feel like anticipation? Um, Does it feel, or does it feel kind of like a heavy weight? Because I can see how any of these might be true for us, right? Um, I think it depends on what we're expecting. I could feel totally crushed by the expectations that I feel others are placing on me, right? What I'll do and who I'll be. We can have those kind of heavy expectations, even on ourselves, We also can be really excited. Maybe we have a friend who's flying in and we're waiting for their flight to arrive and and we're anticipating it. It, 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 It's exciting. Um, Our daughter this morning woke up at 4.45, (laughs) right? And she didn't want to go back to sleep. We asked her, keep your lights off. Just stay in bed. And I think she stayed in bed for about 45 minutes. I do not think she fell back to sleep. But by 5.30, she was asking us, hey, where's that book that I got last night from Uncle Chris? You know, she's asking us because she's anticipating, she's excited, she has expectation for the day. She also, we've been having a lot of gatherings at our house, and she told me the other day, I love parties. I don't know how we ended up with this little extrovert, but she is totally extroverted. And she's been standing by the front window. She'll look out the window like this at people. She's like, when are the guests arriving? <laughs> so we can have good expectation, right? Expectation is nothing but joyful for Simone. The Cambridge Dictionary defines the word expect this way. To think that someone should behave in a particular way or do a particular thing. I think that can be the heaviness we sometimes feel. Or to think or believe something will happen or someone will arrive. And this is what all of Israel was doing as they awaited the Messiah. They believed he would arrive and they had expectation of how he would behave and the things that he would do. But Jesus actually didn't meet their expectations, did he? He didn't come with a lot of fanfare and parades. He came humbly Submitting himself to the limits of a human body. Isn't that amazing? And even even though humble shepherds were the first to hear of his arrival, Tyler shared last week from Luke 2.10, Jesus was good news who would bring great joy to all people. So the lowly Jewish shepherds and the rich foreign wise men who would travel to see Jesus as well. Jesus was good news, is good news of great joy for all people. 
So as a woman and a mother, I've also had the question, are you expecting asked of me? Um, usually when I was actually pregnant. That, that'd be bad if they asked me when, when I wasn't, right? So of course, when we say, are you expecting, we're really asking, are you pregnant? Um, and so because of that, I immediately thought of the story of Mary in Luke chapter 1. She was a young girl, betrothed, but not married yet. And she was tasked with carrying and birthing the Savior of the universe. And so it made me think, how did she respond to being asked to literally expect the Lord in her physical body to expect Jesus? So we're going to turn there now. We'll be in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. And I'm going to read 30 verses today. We're going to read 26 through 56. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Verse 34, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I feel like I need to read that one again, verse 37. For no word from God will ever fail. Verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be, be fulfilled. The angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Verse 56. 
Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. So there's so much that I could say about this passage this morning, but on this Christmas day, I have just a few brief thoughts. Firstly, Mary learns, I see, three things about herself in this passage. Three things that are in reference to Mary's identity. And if we're followers of Jesus, they can be said of us too. Number one, Mary was highly favored. In verse 28, the angel Gabriel says, Greetings, you who are highly favored. It's like it's a part of her title, right? Like, you who are highly favored. And for us, Ephesians 1, 6 in the New American Standard Bible says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, with which he favored us in the beloved. We too are highly favored, having received the grace of God through Jesus. Number two, God was with Mary. Gabriel continues with, the Lord is with you, and the Lord is with us also. The Gospel of Matthew starts and finishes with the idea of God being with us. In chapter 1, Jesus is called Emmanuel, which literally means God with us. And then in Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus tells his disciples, And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Number three, Mary was blessed. Mary's relative, Elizabeth, tells her in verse 42, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. And for followers of Jesus, Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So those are the three things that I see God saying to Mary about who she is as she's asked to take on this task of carrying Jesus in her womb. And, and that's kind of an intimidating ask, right? I don't know about you, but I've never been asked by the Lord to carry the Savior of the universe in my, in my womb. Um, but I, I want us to think about how Mary responds and how do we respond to the things the Lord asks us to do in our lives. And I wonder if we can respond more like Mary than, I don't know, whatever our natural inclination is. I don't think my natural inclination is to be like Mary. So there's three ways that I see her responding to the Lord's call. Number one, she responds with curiosity instead of disbelief. Okay, so we have this story in chapter 1 of Luke before this of Elizabeth and Zechariah, and Elizabeth's very old and well beyond childbearing years. And um, Zechariah doesn't exactly respond with faith. He responds with a lot of disbelief. But in the language Mary uses here, she asks the angel a question, how can this be? But I think that she's genuinely asking, like, I'm a virgin, how can that be? But not in like a combative sort of disbelieving way. She's asking with humility and um, curiosity because what the angel is telling her is inconceivable. This is not possible. But she really wants to know the answer. And then the second thing 
she responds with affirmation and faith. So when she realizes that, okay, I'm understanding what you're saying, Gabriel. I, I actually get it. Okay, you, I thought I knew what you meant, but I was confused. But now that I get that you did mean what I thought you meant, right? <laughs> I'm understanding you correctly. She doesn't continue to question him. She doesn't continue to, um, she doesn't laugh. <laughs> she doesn't reject God's plan. And she easily could have. This would have been a very suspicious pregnancy to the world around her. It was, right? Um, she's engaged but not married, and suddenly she's pregnant. Suspicious to Joseph, too, right? We have that story in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, but in verse 38, Mary responds by saying, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. And then Elizabeth says in verse 45, Blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And I wonder if we respond the same way. When the Lord gives us a promise, are we, are we those who believe? Do we affirm it? Do we say, may it be so? Do we receive it? And then the last thing, Mary responds with thanksgiving and joy. She, she prays this poem of gratitude and says in verse 47 that her spirit rejoices. And this word for rejoice here is to exult or to rejoice exceedingly, to be completely overjoyed. This isn't just a little bit of a joy. She's overflowing with joy. And Mary knows that in the arrival of Jesus, God is going to bring about salvation for everyone, an opportunity for reconciliation and unity with God. And so as we close this morning, um, and you're here, if you've never experienced that saving power of Jesus in your life, I want to give us an opportunity to do that today. I think there's no better day, really, maybe Easter, but I don't think there's any better day, really, than Christmas to celebrate the arrival of God with us. And so today, God can be with you if you'll invite him to be with you. He'll come and he'll live with you and dwell with you and work in you. And like Mary and like those of us who've already accepted Jesus into our lives, you will be blessed. You will be highly favored. And also, this one means a lot to me, you will never be alone because the Lord is always with you. Emmanuel, God with us. And then for those of us who've already allowed Jesus to work in our lives, I'm wondering if we can take a step to respond more like Mary today. Can we be, can we be reminded today that Jesus is within us and Jesus is also made visible through us? Jesus is always with us, and also by our actions and the way that we interact with one another, Jesus can be seen through us. And can we be joyfully expectant of all that he's going to continue to do in us? Can we respond to his promises and his word to us with curiosity, with faith, with a yes, instead of a, I don't know about that, God, 
And can we respond with thanksgiving and joy? So today I'm going to pray for us. Um, If you would be willing to close your eyes, and I'm just going to ask us if you want to respond to these two sort of calls this morning. Um, If you'd like to open your eyes and raise your hands as I pray, um, we can pray with you. And then then we're going to dismiss and have a wonderful Christmas day, spend time with some family or friends. And if you need more prayer ministry, um, I'll be available up at the front. And if any, any of our elders or council members or people who would like to pray with others, um, that would be great if we have a need for that today. So I'm going to pray. Jesus, we thank you so much that you were willing to become God in flesh. You always existed. And yet you came to earth and became the word in the flesh for us to see and to know. We thank you, Lord, for for Mary's response to you, that she said yes to you being born. Um, through her. Lord, this morning we are so grateful for your saving power. We are so grateful that you are with us, that you call us highly favored and blessed. If there's anybody here in the room who has not experienced that blessing and that um, favor of God or the Holy Spirit and Jesus being with us at all times, and you would like to do that today. If you would like to raise your hand and just make eye contact with me, I'd like to pray for you. Yes. Lord, we invite you. For those of us who already have you, we also invite you over and over again to continue to work in us. Lord, we... um, We declare that you are the ruler of our lives. We make space for you to be the king of our hearts and to move and dwell with us. Jesus, we confess that you died to make a way, to cover our sins and to make a way by your blood for us to have full relationship with you. And Lord, we give you that room today to continue to work in us. We thank you for your resurrection life that we don't, We don't die and then go off into the abyss, but we get to spend eternity with you, Lord Jesus. We thank you that we are highly favored, blessed, and never alone. And Lord, for those of us who have maybe become cynical or have become a little disbelieving, would you remind us of Mary's response? And today, would you help us to come to you with thanksgiving and joy, to give you our yes and our faith, and when we have questions, to come with curiosity instead of doubt or um, a sense that we know better, (laughs) because you know better, Lord, and your promises are true. No word you ever give will fail. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, Merry Christmas. If you would like some prayer, we'll be up at the front, and uh, we hope you have a really blessed day.